0: God's design for marriage is found in Matthew chapter 19. Jesus said, at the beginning, the Creator made them male and female. For this reason, a man will leave his mother and father and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. Welcome to By Design, from American Family Radio. Why in the world would we call this program By Design? Well. God has a better design than anyone. Growing up, I thought I would be great architect and uh, I could draw off the plans, but when it came to designing the outside, uh, my creativity left. But God's creativity goes all the way when building the family. He knows how to do it internally, and he knows what is best externally. In other words, a mother and a father and children. And internally, he knows it's best that you know him, love him, and follow him. Uh, If we could only figure out God's design for everything, we sure would be a lot better as individuals, as families, as churches, as countries. Uh, yes, even ministries, we just need to follow God's design. So we're praying that you have that desire. If you've already messed up and you say, man, my 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 ways got in the way of God's design, guess what? God specializes in deliverance and recovery. He really does. And so, Dave, I pray that this would help you in ways that that you would be blessed. If there is a title and sometimes a message that I have, I can't ever come up with a real good title, although I like to, but this one was easy. Uh, it, It was a song written several years ago. You would remember it, Looking for Love in All the Wrong Places. You see, God's design is for us to look for that love that God has for us, and then look to see where God would have you go. Now, let me share a scripture with you. I think that we can follow to help to know this and, and see what God has for us. It's in 1 John chapter 4. Now, John the apostle would write about love. He, he had three L's in our English language that he wrote about and talked about and referred to a good bit. It was life, light, and love. Those three L's, those are very important. Well, today we want to look at the love situation that John would share with us. And he first says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. And everyone that loveth is born of God and knows God. He that loves not knows not God, for God is love. How do you like that? God is love. That's found in 1 John chapter 4, verses 7 and 8. And notice who he's writing it to, beloved. That's brethren, that's followers. And notice what he says. One another. Um, In the last, I guess, few months, those two words have just become so real to me. One another. Serve one another. Pray for one another. Love one another. And uh, listen... uh, that's, that's a command of God, and we're to obey Him, and uh, sometimes you love people that you might not like, and you uh, don't understand them, but God is able to do that because God is love. Notice what it says. It says, "'Let us love one another, for love is of God.'" You see, God can overcome all those obstacles of not loving, and he can overcome so many things. He specializes, and it says everyone that loves is born of God and knows God. Now, this love that he's talking about is not eros. It's not a erotic love. It's not a phileo love. It's the agape love of God that is overriding so much. It's a love that is difficult to find honestly it's the love that 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 paul talked about in first corinthians 13 when he says faith hope and love these three they're great but the greatest of these is love and so here we are today we want to talk about that and uh where where would you find love how how do you are you on the lookout for love let me share this you're on the lookout to demonstrate love If you're not loving someone, uh, sometimes it's very difficult for you to receive love. And so everyone that loves, this is to be habitual, loving one another. You just make that determination and you start as early as you can. Uh, You don't wait till you get old to start, well, I need to start loving everybody. No, start now. Wherever you are, start now. So here it says, he that loves not knows not God, for God is love. Knowing Jesus Christ is your Savior, following him, seeking him, doing his will, sets you up to love one another. Without that, him abiding and growing in our lives, um, that love is going to be limited. That love is going to be by choice of, well, I don't think so. But when God is overriding our natural tendencies in our life, uh, that makes love possible, even in circumstances that are not suitable, not good but God is able to demonstrate that and show that. We've seen that throughout history with individuals and uh, loving the Lord God in all situations. Love your enemies? Wow, only God can do that, and that's what God does. But today, we want to turn this love into what we're talking about, the love that we need in our families, for our spouse, for our children, for our parents, for one another. And let me just say, When you're, quote, looking for love, you better watch where you go. Um, If you're trying to find it in a nightclub, if you're trying to find it maybe at a gym, you're trying to find it at locations that um, you never know for sure, um, accidentally you may come there. But where do you look for love? Let me just suggest something. You look for it as you serve. The Bible talks about serving one another. As you serve one another and you see individuals respond, there will be some tendencies. There will be some, uh, I, I would say, details that you notice that bring you into contact with that ability to know if this love could be reciprocated as you give that love because it should be mutual and caring for one another. The places that people go to try to find relationships that possibly lead to marriage, You need to be careful. As a follower of Christ, the Bible makes it plain. Be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. That yoke is meaning the idea of working together. The yoke was on oxen, and uh, it was a double yoke where two oxen would be set side by side, and they would walk and pull together, and they worked together. And and the amazing thing about this is I've read... As uh, the longer <clears throat> these oxen work together, the better they became as a team. When you first try to team them up, uh, they might not exactly pull together, turn together, uh, and uh, you have to have a lot of strength to keep them on focus and going in the right direction. But after they've worked together for a lengthy period of time, that yoke that's on them is, is easy. Uh, Jesus says, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. That's us talking and teaming up with God. And it's true also in marriage. Uh, as you yoke one another, you pull your load, and that person pulls their load. But when one is weak, it puts extra uh, strength in you, but you have it because of the love that you have for one another. So you're looking for, for love. Uh, you want to look at at the areas that you would look at, like I've heard it so many times in church, and I'm gonna use this as an illustration, it's mine and my wife's uh, testimony about the first time we ever saw one another. And uh, I was in church uh, in a choir, and not because I could sing, but as I told everybody, it's the best place to look for girls. I, Again, I, I was in church, and I would hear the sermon, but uh, on this particular Sunday, I saw this lady, this young girl, I should say, sitting out in a congregation that was different. They were two others that day in our small church. But uh, Jan, red hair, I saw that. And as we were through, uh, my friends who were in the choir with me, we started talking not about the sermon uh not about what god had spoken to us uh we started talking about those three visitor girls that were in the congregation today and i told my friends leave the redhead alone she's mine now uh, i didn't i didn't i wasn't a prophet neither was i a son of a prophet but that's exactly what god did in in our lives and she would she later would tell me that she noticed me as well and uh, I, she wasn't as obvious as I am. I'm out there. So, it, you know, I was bold before my buddies, but it took me a while to be that bold around Jan and uh, ask her if she would go with me somewhere and go bowling and do different things. And, but God was in that, and I was in the choir, quote, serving the Lord. I was in the choir, at a place of worship. Again, you could say my worship wasn't as true and as good as it should have been, but I was worshiping the Lord. I loved Him and knew Him, and God brought Jan into my life. Jan, on the other hand, uh, she had moved to that area, and they were looking for a church to call home, and they visited our church, and, and this is where they would decide that they would serve the Lord. And as her mom was serving the Lord, as Jan was a part of that and would serve and worship, this is when we begin to grow with one another, help one another. Serving together is one of the greatest opportunities. So serve one another. That's, it should not be a burden. Uh, serving in the capacity that God has given you with gifts that God has given you Uh, I want to tell you that service can be a joy. Now, it's not always easy. Many times it's difficult, but in serving one another, those attributes that are lovely and caring and good, that talks about uh, in the book of Philippians 4, 8, when it says, think on these things, uh, when you're serving the Lord with the right attitude and and you're doing the best you can, whatever your hand find to do, do it with all your might. I just want to tell you, got to bring fruit to that, and much of the fruit is individuals that he brings into your life. So be careful where you look for love. Looking for love in all the wrong places will, read, will lead to the wrong places in your life. So many, many young girls are looking for a father's love. Uh, the possibility of a father not being in the family, not and if in, they're in the family, they're gone a lot, uh, we call them absentee fathers. They're in the home, but they're working and not there a lot. And many times, young girls are looking for a father's love in an individual, and uh, that's that's not what we're looking at. That's not what a young girl—you're th- looking for a partner, not a parent, in this situation. And, and these young girls can become a prey to a man who is manipulative. Uh, it's more— uh, it, I put it this way it's easier for them to be manipulated because they do want to have that care for they want to be protected by and uh, but so a lot of times what reveals this is time i I cannot say it any other way that uh, time will reveal what's within that purpose purpose of that person and it will reveal what they really are and what they really think so, Don't be so hurried. Now, I know you can get married quickly, and and that's the reason you do not go further than you should physically because all of a sudden, in place of it just being— uh, your mind and, and your emotions, all of a sudden it's more than that that you're involved in this individual. And so you, you have restraint. You have a distance between them to protect yourself and also what God would want to do in your life. Many young uh, men are angry uh, because maybe mothers and parents, and they uh, sometimes they want to be mothered as well and uh, they're looking for love in the wrong places, Um, and, and they're looking at it as a point of view who they can control many times, or it's right the opposite, someone that can control them because they don't want to become the adult they should become. So what you're looking for, if you start serving one another and doing what God would have you to do that he's called us to do, within that context, God's love, uh, for an individual will be revealed. God's purpose in your life will be uh, feathered along, so that you can see uh, uh, beyond where you are right now. God is the place, true love relationship, for God is love. So the first thing you need to do is know Jesus Christ is Savior. If you're listening today and you've never received Jesus as your Savior and Lord, I just want to tell you, Uh, You need to have that relationship nailed down before you try to nail down other relationships. And when you have that nailed down, it puts you in a greater position because you have experienced the love of God coming into your heart. And then when you start serving, you're able to express the love of God to others in a greater way. Know Jesus is Savior. He will set you up and He will guide you. Uh, the Book of Proverbs makes it plain that we're to acknowledge Him in every area of our lives, and He will direct us. That's exciting. That He can give us direction. Uh, these are not just signs posted in the roadway, but we have a personal guide. Uh, the other day, I was talking to someone about visiting a a Civil War battle site, and they had asked, well, have you been there? And I said, yes. I went on the tour, uh, and I had a piece of paper, and I'd drive through and read what was going on there. And he said, well, I had one better than that. I had a man that I knew, and he was a tour, and he volunteered to go with us through that tour, that Civil War site, and he told us things that wasn't in the brochure. And so, God is that personal guide. He's not just one posting, uh, uh, I would say, speed signs and curves ahead, stop signs. No, He is there with you, and uh, that's the kind of guide that you have when you have this relationship with the Lord Jesus, and that is by his design. We have a friend that stays closer than a brother. He is there with us. Now, there's examples in the Bible of love that is confusing. Uh, These are things you want to look at and say, man, I need to avoid that. I I don't need to be in that situation. Uh, There's now, David and Bathsheba is an example of that. That was wrong. Bathsheba had a husband, Uriah. David wasn't doing what he was supposed to. That was the very biggest mark in his life and in his reign as king. And because he disobeyed God, he paid for it. It was even in his family. And one of the most uh, hideous, I think, uh, stories in the Bible is about a son and a daughter. There's was this young man named Amnon. This was the son of David, and it was by one of his wives. Again, a mistake. And he loved uh, his sister, half sister, who had a mother by uh, who was uh, a child of another one of David's wife, a different mother. And, and so she, he wanted her, so he set it up where he honestly raped her. That was the whole situation. And Absalom, the brother of Tamar, was angry and David did not respond in time, so there was confusion all in that family because Ammon had an had a uh, ungodly love, and I wouldn't call it love; it was more lust for Tamar. And it ended in death. It ended in chaos. It ended in confusion. You can find that in the Bible. It will help you to see where you don't want to go and put your life in check if you have lust that is overriding your judgment beyond what God has given you. And then there's another example, Eli's son, Hopney and Phineas. They were philanderers. That's the only way you could say it. They in first Samuel four, you see how they would mistreat and use their position for evil. Now, I just want to tell you, there are some sins that are just beyond the pale, and men or women who use their positions to take advantage of people emotionally, especially sexually, is a hideous thing. And that's why... uh, uh, this issue of human trafficking is so hideous and horrible here in America, and it's all over the world, and And it's not just children that are coming from foreign countries. It's children that have been groomed on the Internet by the telephones, those cell phones that have set it up where the possibility of them being taken advantage of from a person of higher position or an advantaged position you got to be cautious. So here I am. I'm telling parents that are listening be very guarded with your children and the use of their cell phones, the use of the computers, and be sure and put those guards there because they are predators out there, that position. Uh, Hopney and Phineas. They use their position to fill their lust. How evil. And then there's Lot's daughters that you'll find in Genesis 19. Uh, They thought since Sodom and Gomorrah was destroyed, they were the only people left in the world. And through their crooked thinking, incest took place, and it was hideous and horrible. This is not by God's design. All, all of these are not what God wants, and each one of these are confused. They're confused in their thinking. They're confused in their desires, and that confusion leads to destruction, and that's what Satan's wanting to do today, and I, I, I'm just going to go ahead in there. That's the whole idea of the identity. It's confusion, and where there's confusion, you will find Satan run, coming in taking advantage of that in every detail of life, everything. So what you want to do, you want to get right with God, be saved. You want to serve God with all your heart, soul, and mind. You want to stay in the Word of God that he'll give you wisdom through the power of the Holy Spirit so that you can look at things as best you can the way they are and and pray lord give me my father's eyes the heavenly father let me see people as you see them let me know when they're they're trying to just trick me lord let me know when they're trying to manipulate me give me your wisdom the book of james says if you lack wisdom ask of god he gives liberally and he gives it with discernment able to help in so many ways so don't let this Confused love be your goal and your guide, but do it in God's way. Examples of correct love. Let me give you some examples. The Bible's filled with that as well. One is Jacob and Rachel. You find this in Genesis 29. Now, Jacob's father-in-law-to-be, Laban, was a trickster, and he, he, he wasn't desiring two wives. He desired one wife and he was tricked to get two wives, you know. Uh, Rachel's sister came in, and, and he knew her, but Rachel's the one he loved. But here's what Jacob, it says, this true love, and it shows you these things. You remember what it said? If you desire to know true love, know God, and then serve. Listen to what it says. This is Genesis 29-20. Jacob served seven years for Rachel. They seemed, uh, they seemed unto him but a few days for the love he had for her. Do you hear those words? He served. I, I, I know I've mentioned this again and again on this broadcast, but I just want to tell you that is the way God operates. And uh, when Rachel saw this, uh, she loved him. And the same thing happened with Isaac. Do you remember Isaac, and uh, he was going to find a, the, the um, a servant of Abraham, went to find a bride for Isaac, and when he went to that place where the well was, the young woman that came out and said, I'll take care of your animals. I'll water them. I'll do that. She it was in service, and when this servant saw the heart of this young woman, he said, this is the one. And so then Isaac's bride was brought uh, to him, and again, it was a life of service. This is the whole idea. Proverbs 31, it demonstrates the same thing. You remember what it says? Now, I, I know, ladies, there's a lot of people, when they compare their lives to the Proverbs 31 woman, they said, who could be that great? Well, I I understand that thought, but listen to what it says In Proverbs 31, verse 11, the heart of her husband does safely trust in her. Do you hear those words? The heart of her husband. The heart of her husband is talking about his deepest emotions and understanding. It's your mind, your will. It's it's with your emotions that you know him. And the heart of her husband safely trusts in her. There's this mutual trust that they uh, know one another, they care for one another, and they respect one another, and they provide for one another, they trust one another. And if you read about the Proverbs 31 woman, guess what she's doing much of the time? You're right. She's serving. Uh, This is the whole idea of this Proverbs 31. In her service to the Lord and to others, The love is demonstrated. The husband trusts in her. She trusts in him because she saw that. Let me talk about Ruth. How about Ruth and Boaz? Ruth, she needed to have some food for her mother-in-law, Naomi. And she goes to the field, and she's working. And Boaz notices this young woman out in the field working, and he began to ask who she was. And he set it up for her to serve. And in that servanthood, he saw what was in the heart of Ruth. But what did uh, Boaz reveal? He told all those workers that were working for him, leave a little extra in the corners of the fields so that when Ruth comes, she will have an easier time gathering food for her and her mother-in-law. There it is again. Can you believe it? Serving one another. And then the best one that's ever been given about love and this correct love in a relationship is Christ and the church. It is a sacrificial love. Ephesians 525 says it well. Husbands, love your wives the way Christ loved the church and gave himself for her. Husbands, love your wives. This is the love that we're to have for her. It's a sacrificial love. And in other places, Titus and Peter, it says the older women are to teach the younger women how to love their husbands. Again, mutual love, mutual respect, mutual serving for one another. One of the greatest people that I've ever known is a man called Bobby Moore. He was a mentor of mine. I loved him deeply, he helped me so much as a young pastor. But one of the things, his wife became very, very sick, and he still had enough energy, enough strength, but he, when she got to the point of needing some help, needed some serving, needed ministering to, he sacrificed that area of his life so he could spend time with her, ministering to her, And he would say, it's a greater joy ministering to my wife than anything I've ever done because this is the one God gave me for life, serving one another. That is by God's design. So today, I'm asking you, serve one another, pray for one another, love one another, for love is of God. And so when you do this, you won't look for love in all the wrong places you'll look at love through the lens of God and see where he would have you to go and what you would do. Thank you for listening today on By Design, and may God lead you to that place in your life where you're fulfilling his purpose for your life.